afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. What is this? We're in a new month. It's the 8th. It's February the 8th. I don't look outside. I don't look at my calendar. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us today. We got lots of people coming over here from uh, getting off the train and joining us back here in the real world. Apparently, Mr. Black, another wonderful day in the in the hood. Probably, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, mining Bitcoin while selling black tar heroin, something along those lines. Maybe even both at the same time from the same home. I'm not sure. I have to stop. I have to stop in. I haven't stopped in since like the first launch, couple of days. To see what uh, what's up in the hood, but uh, we got another great show lined up for you today. Thank you everyone for stopping by. If it's your first time, we talk about video games, movies, TV. If we care enough, I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck is behind Jeff right now that I'm seeing on his camera at some point. <laughs> and uh, and we're just going to try to have a we're just going to try to have a good time. Glad you could join us today. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get started, of course, I got to get this all set up here there we go uh before we get started most important question of the week mr black how's your week uh it's been a good week it's been uh it's been busy uh it was kayla's birthday there um a few days ago uh dealt with all the snow we had like three straight days of nothing we had but snow. snow yes um yeah just been streaming a lot uh got my this behind me it's a uh <laughs> it's a standy <laughs> desk all right, yeah. take a look at this bad boy. All right, all right, sell me on it. <laughs> it's not. It's not. He's been. Yo, he's been. He's, <laughs> he's definitely done. How many times? All right, be honest. Those of you who came here from from the the from the from the stream with Mr. Black, how many times? Has he, how many times has he done this today? How many times? Be honest, he's definitely done it a few times, right? Like, this has happened more than once. Definitely more than once. Like, seven times. <laughs> it's what you do when you first get... You know, it's, it's what you do when you first get your, your standing desk. You know, I, had, I have one myself. I was just, I was just saying, be honest. For those who came over hear, here from your stream, be, oh, you heard it. Uh, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> How many times yeah. do you do this today? <laughs> a few. I mean, dude, you can sit on it. You can sit on that desk, and it'll still move up. Is that? It's that crazy. Oh, the, dude, the hydraulics. I don't know, like where they're, where they're like sourcing. Like mine's like that too. I think the max weight's like two hundred and something pounds or some shit. It's like what? What hydraulics are these people fucking sourcing for these desks? I don't know. But in, in but, your uh, case, in fairness, done. that's like solid wood. So that thing weighs oh, like fucking two hundred pounds by it, itself. It's it's three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. And I've uh, yeah, I went all out. So it's not even done yet. We got most of it done, but we got to put all the accessories. Um, there's even a foot hammock on there as well. Oh right, you still um, yeah. You're telling me about the foot hammock last week. That's right. Have you yeah, tested the so, foot uh, hammock out yet, or is no. just okay? No, no. I think tomorrow. But but we're gonna try and finish it tonight, and then. Uh, but the, I still gotta go and grab some new cords and stuff to make sure I have enough, you know, length for when the 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 desk is standing up. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Overall, it's uh, it's solid. I'm happy I got it. Um, I can't wait to get rid of this. It'll give me a little bit more floor space too, because this desk isn't actually against the wall. No, because of the, 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 the yeah. corner comes out quite a bit. Yeah. So it'll actually be able to go right in there. So that's nice. So overall solid week. 
I uh, I, I came in the top ten. Do you see that? The top. I 10 saw that. I like that. I saw that. Man, number ten. Woo! Squeaked in so across the line into the top ten. I Let's go. Squeaked, squeaked in. <laughs> I squeaked in. I think. I think this. Uh, I think this month might even be might even be better. So, you mm. know, we'll uh, we'll see. So overall, man, it's been good. Just been grinding, grinding away. Let's go. Doing my thing. Uh, RP's been great. Having a lot of fun, and that's been my week. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. I, I've uh, I wasn't in the top ten. I was probably somewhere down around uh, one to ten thousand. Uh, but, uh, but that's okay. I, uh, I had a, a pretty solid, pretty solid week. I need to friggin' shave. I didn't, I had forgotten I hadn't shaved in so long, and I, I realized, like, this was, like, 30 minutes ago. You know, I had lunch or whatever, and, and I, you know, messaged, you know, Jeff, I was like, hey, you're gonna be ready for round three, you know, we can go, we can pop off if you're ready then. And then I went in, to, I went in to use the washer before the podcast started, and I, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I went, ha! Huh! Jesus! That's <laughs> scary. I scared myself. I haven't, I haven't trimmed my beard or shaved my head in fucking so long. I didn't recognize recognize myself. But uh, other than looking slightly homeless, I've been playing the Talos Principle two this week. That was, you know, I'm done with Power World. We did everything we could do in Power World up to this point. Now I'm just gonna sit back and and watch as they continue to sell bajillions of copies. Uh, yep. and, uh, and see how it goes. They're already doing a good job with patching, and like we talked about last week, Microsoft is basically giving them a reach-around right now because it's the number one game on Game Pass, and so that's what happens when you have that many people playing. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing Talos Principle 2. Uh, it's a puzzle game of sorts. Uh, follow-up, obviously, to the first one. Big shocker there. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a really good game. Uh, done in Unreal Engine 5... And so, uh, graphically, really pretty. Like, not something that you're used to with, with a lot of the puzzle games in that respect. Uh, actually pushes my PC. When you, when you think puzzle game, you don't think, oh, this is gonna be the game that fucking destroys my computer. Talos Principle 2 fucking destroys my computer, so I was, I was a little shocked, but, uh, but it's been, no, it's been a good time, and I've uh, been enjoying it. Uh, and as always, as a streamer, the best thing to do is look like a complete idiot playing puzzle games in front of people, uh, and it's not at all PTSD-inducing, and I'm sure I'm never gonna lose any sleep over the fact that people have been watching me fail miserably at puzzles for the last five to seven days. But we're almost there, we're almost done, uh, and other than that, um, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week. Holy shit, did I or did I not? Or did it have to after, uh, happen after the podcast? I'll say it again anyway, because it's awesome. So, M passed her citizenship test. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, That's she good. did that, uh, she did that. I can't remember, honestly, I can't remember if it was before or after the podcast last week. But she passed her citizenship test, and, uh, so now she's gonna wait for the, the confirmation that, uh, you, they record you on, like, on your camera when you're doing it at, from a laptop or whatever, they actually film you, and then, cause they're looking to see if you're cheating. Yeah. And if they even have the slightest fucking indication that they think that you've been looking off of a phone or some shit to answer the questions, you gotta take the test again, and they give you so many, like, tries before you get to wait, you know, again to, to take the fucking test. I always thought it was fucking stupid, like, some of the questions that are on that thing are... I mean, first of all, you and I would fail immediately. There is literally no shot that we, as natural-born Canadians, would pass this test. We would fail as Canadians. Uh, and so I always thought it was a bit fucking stupid, but she, she, did, she did very well. She got her uh, citizenship uh, test. And I always, like, I, I thought that was important because one of the things I wanted for her, you know, she always talked about, you know, should we just get married so I can, I'll, I'll just be a citizen when we get married or whatever. You know, she's been here a permanent resident working as a nurse for fucking, like, five years. <clears throat> at this point. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's a route we could take. But I never wanted her or anyone else looking at her to, to, to think or say, you became a citizen because you married a Canadian. I wanted her to be yeah. able to say, I came here, I worked my ass off all through COVID, in the hospital, did my fucking paid my dues, did my citizenship test, I'm here on my own, and then I got married, and that happened afterwards. And so uh, I was uh, super proud of her, very, uh, very, very uh, impressed. She got 19 out of 20 on the test. God knows what the fuck the last one was. Probably some esoteric thing about what was our greatest war hero. I don't even know who the fuck that was supposed to be. But that was the kind of questions on this fucking test. It's like, you know, name some random person nobody's ever heard of from fucking 150 years ago. and <laughs> Just completely useless information. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was done. So that was exciting. And, uh, and other than that, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much been it. I've been helping dad with the renovations at their place, drywalling. I didn't miss it, but we're, you know, I was helping him do a little bit of that, uh, this week. And that's pretty much been it other than shoveling. Cause as you mentioned, we had some snow this week and like three days out of the week, it was just snow and then wake up and more snow and then wake up and more snow, lots of snow blowing. I saw that your snowblower didn't survive. Uh, this one, uh, your opinion, your, no. your pins, your pins fucking snapped on it. Yeah. One of the, one of them snapped, uh, actually two of them snapped. And then, um, because my, my neighbors, my neighbors actually, uh, were, were being helpful. Like the, after the first night of snow, because I just let it go. I'm like, dude, if it's going to snow for three days, I'm not going I'm not out there do it all and I'm once. not doing it and then doing it again and then doing it again. So my neighbors, they came through with a, with their four wheeler. And and just plowed enough so that if we needed to leave the house, we could. Mm. So the next day I went out there, or at, uh, two days later, I went out there to go do it. And because they did a quick job, the snow kind of piled up kind of like where the blades, uh, like they just kind of pushed the snow aside, which was fine. But the problem is, is my shear pins broke and then only half of my uh, blades were spinning. So... It, there wasn't enough power to get through the packed stuff that they did with the plow. So it took so much longer. And then eventually another neighbor came through, plowed out <laughs> enough so that I could get my truck out. And then I, I went and grabbed shear pins, came home, put them in and, you know, finished, finished what needed to be done. But it was, it was a pain in the ass. It was a fucking mess, bro. I like, uh, it was the first time. The first day was fine because the snow was light. It weighed yes. nothing. And so when yeah. we, you know, when I went out, I just shoveled it by hand. It was a lot of drifts. You know, we rolled, we rolled like a natural one on our property. As far as like snow drifts go, they're fucking terrible. Like our, like across the street, our neighbor had 4.5 millimeters of snow to shovel. I opened my door and I was up to my <laughs> fucking feet. dick. Like it's just, like, just, just nothing but snow. And I looked across the street and they're shoveling. They looked over at me and, and they didn't even say anything. Cause they knew internally yeah, they, what I was they thinking. Knew. They knew. They knew. And I was they like, knew. you son of a bitch, it's <laughs> all my property. And so, uh, so, but it wasn't bad because it was light. But then the next, like the next day, the temperature rose to like zero. And so everything that came down was light as shit or not light as shit, it was heavy as shit. And so yeah. going out the, the next day, and I, this, is how, <laughs> this is how it happened. So I walked out, I stuck. Oh, the storm was so bad, it was funny. So, like, the window above my main door, right? You know, like, the, the octagonal window that's up there? I was walking downstairs after after grabbing my dinner or whatever, and Em was sitting in the kitchen, and I turned around, and I went, like, whoa, fuck, what the hell is that? And this time, it wasn't me looking at myself in the mirror. There was, in the octagonal window, there was, like, this black fucking blob, and I was like, what the fuck is that? 
It was a morning dove sheltering from the storm in the fucking octagonal <laughs> window. I had never seen that in my life, not at our place, yeah. not at my parents' place. And it was just, you could see its eye. It was like right up against the window. It was, <laughs> it was so salty. Struggle bumped it. It's like, bro, come on, let me in, man. Come on. So I didn't want to open the door because I was like, this bird's going to fucking fly in the house. Uh, and then so the next morning, I opened the door and there's bird shit like all over the fucking doorstep because this one bird just sitting there freezing its ass off and shitting itself for like eight, nine straight hours. Uh, and uh, I put the shovel into the ground and I, I put the, like I cleared the doorstep off and I put that onto the, onto like the walkway and took one shovel and I looked over at the driveway and went, nah. No. <laughs> no. I put the shovel down, I walked to dad's and I knocked on the door and I said, I'm taking your snowblower, where is it? Yeah. And he took me out back and we got it out. And unfortunately, that snowblower is like 20 years old. We've already had the carb replaced on it once, like seven or eight years ago. And that, in fairness to that snowblower, it looks almost brand new, except the carb is just fucking destroyed, even the I new know. one. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, like he said, well, you can use it. It might not survive, but we can, we can try. <laughs> and so, uh, no joke. It might it was, die today. <laughs> it was 30 minutes of dad like fucking like like fucking with like the choke and the dial underneath the tank that 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 uh that determines the flow into the gas bubble like how much is actually being drawn out of the tank before getting yep. sent on to the engine and it was just dead for like a half hour and this thing was it sounded like it, it sounded like dying it was like a gunshot every five seconds from backfire and it was it would like slow down to like almost shutting off then you fuck the choke back up and you'd be like bang 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 smoke was everywhere i smelled like gas by the end of the fucking day but god damn it we got through the driveway and I thought it was being smart. Last thing before we get on for this, but this is probably the most exciting part of the whole fucking podcast anyway. But the, the, I thought it was being smart. So, you know, when, when snow gets real bad, first of all, they stopped plowing this road. Like they just don't plow this road anymore. So it was two days of snow. Not a single plow came down this fucking road. And so the snow was way out into the street and like two feet high. And I was like, listen, I'm did all this work. A plow is going to eventually come through here and I'm going to have 48 feet of snow at the bottom of my driveway, fuck that shit. So I took the snowblower and I snowblow out like about two widths of the snowblower out into the road along the front of the property so that there wouldn't be nearly as much yeah. snow, right? I'm not yeah. even fucking joking. I literally had the last shovel of snow from the back part of the house where I couldn't use a snowblower. Last part of the house out back, digging my, my aunt out. And I hear the chains on the fucking truck, and I went, oh, fuck, here we go. Oh, you knew it was going to be. I was like, here it comes. This is the fucking moment. And I walk out front, and I, I put the shovel. I stood in my driveway, and I stuck the <laughs> shovel down, and I stared at this guy. And this guy, dude, he looked like he was awake for the whole three days. He was he haggard. Won. He had a cigarette dangling out. The, like, he, he didn't even have his mouth closed. It was just like, you know, the, the hanging off the lip. And he looked at me, and we locked eyes, and he just fucking plowed over. I thought he was going to drive on the right-hand side of the road, which would have been opposite, but he didn't. He drove on the fucking wrong side, so he he skipped over all my work and plowed all the snow oh, into my drive into my driveway no. and just stared me down. And I went, "You Damn. fuck you!" And then I Damn. had to shovel that shit. It's cold-blooded, bro. God, it was Damn. fucking. It was cold-blooded. 
So yeah, Damn. that was that was my. That that's, was like, my... that's like a dude. That's like a dude. That's like you coming home, right? And and you walk into your bedroom, and there's this fucking young black buck just railing your girl, <laughs> and he's looking at you in every thrust. Doesn't he's staring you bunch. down. Zero fucks. Cigarette hanging. Just. <laughs> ah! And you got nothing. You can't do shit. <laughs> That was it. It was the like last. Yeah. It was like we were doing StarCraft. It was it was like somebody going in to your fridge and taking the carton of milk and drinking straight from the carton and looking at you while they do it and then put the carton right back in the fridge. Is that much disrespect? Disrespect. disrespect. Just straight disrespect. So anyway, that was that was my week. And now let's talk about some gaming news. There's not a lot to talk about, which is probably for the best. But there is one piece that's particularly interesting. Be interested on uh, your thoughts on it, and then we'll uh, it will be happening. In the next five days or so, this this little release that we're waiting for, and we'll see what all of it comes out. But earlier in the week, there was some rumors floating around. We had talked about a month ago now, I want to say, about rumors around, um, you'll remember, um, Sea of Thieves and... Uh, Oh crap! That other, uh, that other like rhythm music game thing that I'm not thinking the name of that was rumored to be going to the Switch, and that was like the first thing where people were like, "Oh, Xbox exclusives, possibly going to a not Xbox platform." And we talked a little bit about that and the implications about that, but also about how you know those two games make a lot of sense for something like the Nintendo Switch. Um, and now this week. The big rumor was Starfield going to PlayStation 5, which was, which is a, that's a totally different animal. You know, we're talking about, you know, those other two games, they're small peanuts in comparison. You know, Microsoft didn't spend, you know, $12 billion like they did with ZeniMax to get their hands on this so that they could stop Starfield, which was originally supposed to be going to PlayStation, but then ending up on the Xbox platform for the reasons of the buyout. Uh, and nobody expected them because, I mean, Phil came out and said, you know, Starfield's going to be Xbox and, or, and like, Windows exclusive. And and also things like, you know, Elder Scrolls are, are likely also going to be exclusive. And then they'll be picky-choosy with other stuff, the, the non-main stuff. Because they're trying to make their money yeah. back. Oh, of course. Um, and, you know, that makes sense to a point. But, you know, when you say make your money back, if it doesn't sell well within your own environment and you're still trying to make your money back at some point, you got to go, all right, guys, look, we got to we got to start selling this on some other platforms here. We're not making enough fucking money. And as we already know, Xbox is is selling consoles uh, kind of like I'm selling cars, which is to say I'm not and neither are they. Uh, and so you know, they're they're kind of fucked. You know, they, they have Game Pass, but Game Pass is usually in general, especially for something where they've already paid for the developer, that's like a, at best a wash. It's not really making them buckets of money right now. They're they're spending money to create a market with Game Pass, as yeah. we've talked about before. And so uh, that was an interesting rumor. And of course, as soon as that came up, obviously everyone online was starting. That's you know big talking about the console stuff anyway was really fucking going at it and holy shit and what the fuck does this mean and Microsoft's giving up and blah 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 blah. And in fairness, we had already also talked in the podcast before about how we both feel like in general with the purchases that Microsoft have been making and the decisions that they've been making with regards to Game Pass, that they definitely, it feels like they definitely just want to be a, a game publisher that also has their own service, which is Game Pass. Kind of like mm -hmm. a Steam 
except still make games, whereas Steam stopped making games. Xbox would still make games, but then they have their service to to back all these games and then some. Uh, and to be able to put those games in more platforms because of it. I just don't think anyone expected to for it to possibly go as fast as it's seemingly going with the rumors that we got. And this all kind of, you know, built up to this big fervor. And then finally, Phil Spencer came out and said, hey, guys. And here was his tweet. If I can find it, I got it over. I've got it over here somewhere. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, so Phil comes out and he says, we're the classic. We're listening. Uh, and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week, which uh, as of this podcast recording means anywhere from three to five-ish days from now. With our luck, it will be Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, mm. where, where we look forward, uh, or to Eastern, I should say. We look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. Uh, and so it got bad enough that Phil had decided that he needed to come out and say something, which, if you're going to come out and say something, the problem with what this little message here is that it doesn't actually say anything. It doesn't confirm nor deny anything, and it gives the internet like seven full days to just go fucking bonkers with a million different possibilities, which you know all of them will be the worst case scenario. None of them are going to be gracious, you know, scenarios. And so... I guess my question uh, to you is, one, clearly this looks like Starfield is in fact 100% going to the PlayStation. We're likely going to hear a confirmation about that next week. If it wasn't, I feel like they would have just out and said, it's not going anywhere. We'll talk more about this, but it's not going on another platform. Starfield is an exclusive to the Microsoft you know, family of, of platforms. They didn't say that, which to me makes me believe that that's 100% happening. So what do you think that means as far as, you know, as far as Starfield is concerned as a game, what do you think that indicates? And then beyond that, do you think that this is this next week's thing? Do you believe that this might be um, the first time that Microsoft is going to come out and be very blunt about the future of them as a hardware provider, perhaps in the future? Uh, and, and what do you think, what do you think Xbox as a brand even looks like with this stuff going on in the next few years? Let's say for the rest of this console cycle, so which is, you know, as we know from court documents, thanks to Apple, like three years before the next round kicks up. What do you think this means, uh, in, in those regards? It's hard to tell. I think, um, I think Starfield is going over there because, the game is just not performing. You know, it's just not, it's not what they, it is absolutely not what they thought it was going to be in terms of reception. Um, they're just getting crushed. Like it's the amount of money and time and, 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 uh, hype around this game. It was an it eight is, year development, bro. It, it is. To say it's been a disappointment for them is probably the understatement of the decade for them. They probably thought that this was going to be the great equalizer for them. It turned out that it's not. The fact that it's going to PlayStation or likely going to PlayStation says everything you need to know. Do I think that Xbox is going to come out and say, Hey guys, uh, we lost the console war. And... 
you know, we're going <laughs> to, in order for us to keep this going, we need, we need to start taking some of our first party titles and putting them on PlayStation or PC. Well, they, they usually have them on P a lot of them. They have on PCs as Microsoft, but you know what I'm saying? We're going to, we're going to put it out in more places. Maybe the, the switch. We don't know what Nintendo switch two is going to be like. Um, it's obviously going to be more powerful. That's for sure. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that. They might allude to it to a degree, but I think it would be a bad life choice. I think that they would literally kill the console uh, or at least future sales because people people will be like, oh, well, they're dying out anyway. I'm not going to go buy an Xbox. I'm going to go grab a PlayStation because, you know, they've already they're already waving the white flag. They, they just can't do that. But I think what they're going to probably try and do is spin it as a way of saying, hey, we want as many people to play these games as possible. And we want to we want to have this out so that no matter what if you're a PlayStation user, an Xbox user, PC, Switch that you can play as many of our titles um as possible in any on any platform that we can. Now not all of them, we're still going to have amazing first party titles that are going to be exclusive for Xbox. We're going to, you know, but we're, we're, we're really going to, you know, open it up. I think they're going to probably do something like that, but I don't think they're going to come in and wave the white flag. It's just, mm. it would just literally kill so much momentum. It's insane. Remember, Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming out as well, right? They can't, they can't be dooming and glooming. They, but they, they do. I, I, I think that they have to come out and say something. It's just, I think they're going to be very specific on how they say it. Mm. I, f I feel like what's been most interesting, not just about this, but for Xbox in, let's say, the last five to seven years, is that it feels like Xbox has been constantly in reactive defensive mode from a public yeah. relations perspective. I don't remember the last time that Xbox was coming out and doing something proactively that was like a really big uh, benefit or boon to their public image. Every time yep. I've heard Phil Spencer having to walk himself back out on stage, it's because yeah. this man is about to take a yet another bullet. This man is beaten 50 cent for most bullets taken and surviving. He gets out on yep. stage. He says some shit. He eats shit live in multiple places at multiple times and then goes away. And then six months later, like clockwork, some other fucking nonsense happens and he's got to fucking back out there, put his bulletproof vest back on and hope that they're hitting the chest and not somewhere else. And yep. he's uh, and, and I think I think that there is definitely a. A line for Xbox here from a from a PR perspective in which you can go from looking like it like it's it's good to respond to the community and come out and and you know, uh, you know, kind of aid people in understanding what's going on and what game plans are and things like that. But if you do it too much, then it just yeah. looks like you're a wounded animal. Yeah. And, and it makes Sony look more and more like the fucking bear and you're the wounded deer. 
And yep. even if you're not trying to sell consoles and your primary goal is to spend a bunch of money as Microsoft, not the Xbox division, but as Microsoft, spend a bunch of money to create a market with Game Pass so that in 10 years from now, you're the market maker and you've survived right. and weathered it because you're the most wealthy company on the planet right now and you can do this, you can bankroll it. Even if that's the case, I still feel like it is a dangerous, a dangerous tightrope to walk to just burn your branding into the fucking ground, scorch earth it, and then just rely on the fact that you're making a market to be able to carry you for profitability in the future. Because nothing is fucking for certain. Uh, we all, we all, we like tech, no matter how big you are, like the, any of these companies can trade fucking places. Like yeah. when you start talking about, you know, your Disney's and your fucking Microsoft's and your Apple's and, and Amazon's, all these companies have so much goddamn money. Like one could have, like Microsoft comes out or came out and be like, all right, well, guess what? Apple, go fuck yourself. Now we're the we're the most wealthy company, uh, in or the most valued company on the planet. We we cross that one two trillion whatever the fuck like the GDP of half of Europe, you know whatever that was, and uh, and then Apple in like six months could be like, guess yep. what? We're back. We just released the Apple 47 Pro Mark II Steelbook Edition. And now the it's Apple, the Apple glasses, man. <laughs> yeah, the Apple glasses, the which, by the way, are yeah. fucking stupid as hell. But you know, just watching people walk around with that is the most cringe, cringe ass shit I think I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I saw one guy just on the sidebar because he brought it up sitting in the subway in New York with that shit on. And I'd, all I could think to myself was, Jesus Christ, you're brave. Can you imagine sitting in on a New York subway with a 3500 before like before tax fucking US like a headset on where you literally can't fucking like see anything doing like motions like this like you're diddling a, an imaginary keyboard like Jesus anyway I digress as Mr. Black would say Apple can trade with Microsoft at the fucking you know blink of an eye and Microsoft with with Apple as we've seen. Amazon could come out of fucking nowhere. Jesus, I mean, for fuck's sakes, Walmart could decide to do some shit tomorrow. Everyone's got so much money. There's all these like these five six companies. Elon, Elon could just like wake up. Elon, Elon is like his whole life is just speculative, but not in Bitcoin in his fucking company Tesla, and he could wake up tomorrow and do some stupid shit, and everyone will back him anyway. And so, you know, there's all this money floating around. So you can't just sit, sit back and go, all right, well, we spent 20, what is this, 24 years building an Xbox brand. Some of it's been good, some of it's been bad. But you know what's important? There are only really three players in this market. Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft. Nintendo is on an island by themselves for the most part. They're not a direct, direct competitor. It's predominantly Sony and Microsoft, and then Nintendo is, like, by themselves. <clears throat> and so to just be like, you know what, fuck it, we got the money, we spent the money, uh, whatever, let's not worry too much about the brand, you know, let's just fuck off and go off into sunset. I think that they need to be careful with that, but that's also kind of been, I can't remember the CEO's name at Microsoft, but it's kind of been like how he's operated. It's just keep throwing money at it and who gives a fuck. Uh, and so I don't know exactly where this is going, but I agree with your points um, that I don't think they're going to come out and just wave a white flag. But I think it's going to be really close, like an off-white flag that's that's in the background yeah. behind Phil's desk where you have to look for it. Um, one of those situations, because... Like an eggshell. Like an eggshell Yeah, like, an egg, like a nice eggshell color. You know, something that you could put in any bedroom and it would liven the space up. Something like that. Yeah. 
I think that's kind of what we're looking for. Uh, and and I don't think I don't think he's gonna you know say anything too crazy. But at the same time, I almost just want him to be semi honest at the very least, um, and just speak plainly. I because I feel like I don't even own an Xbox right now. I I, I just don't because there's no reason for me to. And they've been open about you know, not wanting people to have to own an Xbox, which has kind of shot them in the fucking foot a little bit, if I'm going to be honest. But, I just, like, I have, I was going to wait for the next round, like, the the half step of this generation to buy in, to have it, because I have Game Pass on the PC. I just, just like, come take mine. Whenever I got you want no one, reason. Come, come, yeah, I got, like, this just, I and I think that's a problem because I think I represent a fair a number of people. Yeah. My shit's a paperweight. It just sits in there. It's just this fucking little black brick tower that just eats up and, dust, and that's that. And you have to imagine that when Microsoft was doing R&D and putting the Xbox Series S and X together, they spent a lot of money in R&D to be able to come up with these consoles. They're not something you just churn out overnight. And the, you, would have, you, have to, you have to imagine that they also had a plan, roughly, for Game Pass as well. What the fuck was their plan? Why would they spend all this money on the on this hardware for this generation if they were just going to tell everyone to not buy it and Game Pass is going everywhere and they're not going to have exclusives and Phil's going to come out and say that it's really hard to make video games like 17 times? Well, I think, I think, <laughs> I think probably what happened is they've been developing this for a long time and... Cloud gaming just wasn't really a thing, um, probably when they were developing this. And then probably in the last three years of development, they realized like, oh shit, we kind of have to have something, a subscription-based thing. We have to have something uh, here as well. And it's probably got tacked on and they had to pivot on the direction in which they were going or get left behind. So it's probably... What happened? But I don't know. I mean, yeah, who it could have been. It, it, it might I, like Game Pass could have been like one of the things where he went to, where Phil went to Nadella and said, you know, I know you're thinking about closing this whole segment down, but hear me out on this. I think I can turn this around if you give me the money for this this fucking service, this Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, and and we know from court documents that there there seems to be a rough end point of 2027, where they're looking at looking long and hard. At, uh, at the Game Pass numbers and at the Xbox brand in general. And so I think we do have a bit of a timeline. I think Phil's going to have a lot more gray hair here very shortly. I think that man is fucking stressing balls 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, and, uh, and, and we'll see next week what comes out of this. But I do think that this is a turning point. I would hate, you know, I, I, even though I don't play a lot of console games anymore, it still makes me feel weird to think of a, of a future in which Sony is still producing hardware and it's only Sony and Nintendo. Like, that feels like we're going back to 1996. It's weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. It's kind of fucking weird. In any case, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what happens next week. We'll, of course, report, depending on when it happens, if it happens before the podcast, uh, and talk a little bit about what goes down, but that's definitely some of the bigger yeah. news of... The week. Next up, Disney. Speaking of companies with lots of money, Disney has invented, uh, invented, or I mean, they probably have in order to spend this, but they've invested $1.5 billion into Epic Games in a new partnership that will see Disney break into the modern games market in a way they haven't before. Uh, Epic will be tasked, apparently, with bringing the brand into what I would call a metaverse, if you read the description of what they're hoping uh, for them to do. 
Like they haven't seen Fortnite be so, uh, so successful at folding in other mediums and creating a huge universe themselves. I mean, like, Fortnite, for all intents and purposes, is, is in, in a way, a metaverse at this point. You know, you like yep. there. It's 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 not Second Life, but it's basically a, a form of metaverse in the it same way that big, like GTA yeah. Online is another form of metaverse. I mean, yeah, I I think Epic does a really good job at um, collaborating brands. It's basically just been, it's been a um like a a pop cult a pop culture. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like they've just, they figured out a lane and they've taken some of the most, I'm surprised there hasn't been a Taylor Swift concert in Fortnite yet. You know yet. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably like I could see it happening at some point for yeah. sure. It's just like, they'll, they'll collaborate with any brand that's willing to throw an obscene amount of money at them. And they do a pretty fucking good job at it. I hand it to them. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't, who else is, I mean, it's GTA with their online is basically a metaverse. I mean, all I see on my timeline when GTA stuff comes up is like advertisements for we've put a new vehicle in and we've put a new garage that you can buy because it's a new house in the fucking hills and it's got a yeah. seven, seven, you know, story tall garage where you can show off all these other cars and shit. <clears throat> and so people are ba like they're buying digital property. They're buying digital cars. Uh, you know, the, you know, GTA online, you know, even outside of RP is kind of that life. Right. And so uh, with Fortnite, they're doing it in their own way. And uh, while I think Facebook, you know, with their or Meta with their metaverse, uh, jumped the gun a little bit, jumped the shark a little bit at the same time, Dude, that, I took it to literally. Like, that shit looks like when the Wii first came out and you had those like little, those little me, Your those little me Wii things. Yeah. That's, that's what that shit looks like. It is whack. It looks like unwashed ass, is what it looks like. It's fucking, yeah. it's fucking yeah. terrible. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm also very impressed and, and you know, this is kind of weird though. Like Disney, like somebody was saying in chat, Disney more or less killed off their entire gaming division. And now they're spending one and a half billion dollars to buy back in and go, go in, in this direction. So it just, it is, I mean, we've talked about it before. Disney has been making some really interesting and I say interesting almost in quotation marks moves here in the last few years in, in multiple of their divisions and, and yeah. they've got lots of money, but as you've mentioned before, uh, you know, they're not killing it like they used to, you know, they're not just floating all this extra money like they used to. And, uh, they're, they're as close to being in, you know, on hard times as Disney could be for oh, the size of them. Times. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And so this is between this and there's more to this, a uh, little, little story here. Uh, you know, aside from that, this was a part of a multi-part, what I'm calling Big Dick Swing Day for Disney, probably trying to impress some shareholders, as they announced uh, Moana 2 coming this fall, uh, as well as, Ta well, there's two Taylor Swift, a concert movie is also coming to Disney+, and they're teaming up with two other companies to create a new sports network. And so this was all kind of like in a one day, here's Disney, we're not dying, we promise, uh, here's all the cool shit we're working on <laughs> and all and look at how much money we have. We spent it over here with Epic. And so all of that kind of happened at the same time. Uh, so this is this is, uh, I think, just part of a, of a big push internally at Disney to see what they can do to right the ship, keep it afloat uh, and not regress too far because they spent all this time basically winning like a decade of just nothing yep. but money rolling in. And I obviously would imagine they don't want to have to revert and go in the other direction. So this is just, you know, I think they're, they're a big push for that. Uh, but a sports network is interesting. Aren't they already, like, partnered with ESPN? 
Like you get ESPN Plus with Disney Plus, yes. don't you? In the states, yeah. But a lot, but a lot of that is switching. Oh, is it really? Like they're all, all a bunch of that stuff is moving. Is so, there like a contract that ended or something? Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but there's a there's massive shakeups over the next several years um, on these different different networks. Yeah, so, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of deals, especially of in it. sports too. Yeah, there's a lot yep. of deals going on that are changing up new TV rights and whatnot. Uh, so definitely going to be a, uh, an interesting landscape also to watch is just cable TV and streaming services like we talked last week about Netflix and, and live uh, material. Uh, next up, I'll just ask you this. I know you've been playing a lot of RP, like you've been RP'd out of your mind. I don't know if you've been just watching some su- stuff on the side for this. Uh, I haven't had a chance. I meant to watch some today. I didn't get a chance to do it, but uh, Stormgate is in open beta right now. Uh, and so lots of people have been putting in, uh, lots of time in open beta with, uh, with it. A couple members from the community, uh, that, uh, have been playing a, a fair amount of it. And I haven't got a chance to watch too much video around it. Have you been, got a chance to, uh, watch any of the open beta yet? I watched about maybe 20 minutes. That's about it. And hmm. I, I just haven't had a life. So I haven't had time to fucking wipe my own ass properly. So... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I meant to. I meant to. I figured that was the case, and so I meant to watch some today so that I'd have something to talk about for it. Because I know people are going to be like, "Oh, clearly now that's open beta, they're going to talk about Stormgate." But I, I just did not end up having the time to do that. But we will talk about it. The the open beta goes until I believe the twelfth. So there's uh, another few days, uh, and there's going to be lots of content done obviously over that time. I think they've even got like uh, some loose tournament action going on during this open beta. And uh, so we'll be able to, to see uh, a bunch of that. I bet, and just like anything, if somebody was saying in my stream the other day, they were talking about how how cheesy it is. And uh, I didn't mention this, but you know, think if you think about it for like three seconds, when when it's a new game like this, a new RTS, everything is a cheese because everyone is like min maxing the fuck out of like whatever they can get their hands on. Like nobody really has everything mastered yet. You don't know a lot of builds. Uh, yep. things haven't been really figured out yet. Map, you know, efficiency hasn't been locked in. And so a lot of people just fall back on like, what's the fastest way that I can end this game? Uh, or yep. what's like the most powerful unit that hasn't been balanced yet. And that's just kind of the nature of the beast, but we'll have more to talk about, uh, maybe next week after we've had some more time to look over some of the, uh, some of all that content. Maybe Mr. Black will have five minutes to, uh, to play it. I'm sure that you're part of that or have the ability to access it, uh, given your status. And then we'll have a little bit more to talk about uh, then. Uh, lastly, just some quick news to uh, to blast through before we move on. Uh, nobody else was doing it. And so, of course, a random few fans are. And at this point in gaming, there's, there's like four developers and then fan projects. And everything else sucks. Uh, so these fans got together and uh, had reverse-engineered the Legend of Dragoons code to run it in a custom engine, allowing for... Uh, a fully cleaned up, upscaled 4K60 game with modding capabilities, and it's called Project Severed Chains. Uh, they've got footage of this on YouTube. I watched some of it uh, yesterday, and it looks really good. So th- it's not, they didn't like redo assets or anything. It's all kind of like uh, original assets uh, placed into uh, this modern engine, upscaled for 4K60. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it requires the original game, much like you were if you were emulating it, but it's not actually emulating it, it's just using the source from the game, running it through in real time, and, uh, and, and making it work that way. Similar to how 
the uh, like there's Morrowind, like Open Morrowind, which is done I think in Unity, where you still need the original mm. game, and then it runs through the like Unity as an engine, and it allows them to basically after having reverse engineered it, they can clean up the code so it runs smoother. It's it's just nicer to play in general, and it looks really good. And it is one of those games that I've always been sitting back waiting for. Like, are we ever going to get a sequel? Are we ever going to get a remaster with all these games? coming out and having this done lots of people have been calling for it forever in a fucking day uh and so this is kind of the closest thing that we've uh that we've got for that so far and it's a work in progress but it looks really fucking good and if i can have another reason to hop in and play some more legend of dragoon i probably will at some point because that game is fucking dope and if you haven't played it before and you're a fan of of, of japanese rpgs from that era <clears throat> and you i mean that is on the short list, like if you like if you like Final Fantasy, great. Legend of Dragoon was really fucking good, and it has one of the more unique combat systems um, in any of those JRPGs. It's it's uh, turn based, but there's an active element to it, and uh, very much worth checking out. Uh, and then speaking of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Mr. Black. That's the part two of the 47 and a half part Holy shit, remake. It's finally here. Okay. <laughs> wow. Of Final Fantasy VII. They had a um, a little uh, extended gameplay video thing this week to show off, you know, to show the game off, uh, and then released a demo uh, for it as well. It's coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, I mean, it it's really hard for me to look at this. I want I I want the game. I want at least one of these games for this this remake. To catch, you know, to, to, to make me fucking happy. Because the first one and then the expansion were fucking garbage. I don't, if you, like, like the, they, the art team crushed it. Bringing all those characters into, into the modern era, they all looked amazing. They sounded, you know, they sounded good. They looked amazing. The music was fire. Everything else about the, the, the Final Fantasy VII remake and then the Yuffie expansion is just fucking garbage. It's, it's mediocre fucking slop. And it, and it's, it's a... It's, it's shocking to me that we heard them talk about how a straight remaster of the original without rewriting the whole fucking thing was going to be too costly and too time intensive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now here, what, what the fuck is this? You're spending all this time and money, and it's still not all that fucking good. Now, mind you, people are so fucking desperate, they're going to buy it anyway, just like Starfield players are sitting over there in Copium Field, huffing that shit like it's oxygen telling themselves that it's okay because they want to believe that Bethesda is not a dog shit company and they didn't just waste $120 to play the game fucking five days early. I mean, that's just kind of how the game market is right now. When everything's shit, nothing is shit and people are willing to eat it. And so I watched this gameplay extended thing. Uh, it is at least, like the Eufy expansion, PS5 only. It's not cross-gen, which allows them to obviously actually make the game look and run better than uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake did, which had to be cross-gen itself. Uh, and so that's a positive. So we're going to have a much smoother running game. It's hopefully not going to look like ass like the, uh, like the first one did, um, except for cutscenes, of course, which always look good. And uh, they've got... I mean, this is the golden saucer segment of the game. So there's tons mm. of mini-games... Old ones returning, new ones, new card game. It's not Triple Triad. It's a new card okay. game altogether. Um, okay. And so, you know, you, you're good. You got lots of mini games. This is going to be mini games. The video game is essentially what this looks like. The one thing that I say that I, I wasn't, you know, at this point, if you wanted to, you could you could run across some of the weapons. I don't think that they're going to be in this one. Any of them. Not even Ruby. I don't think it's going to be in this okay. one. 
I feel like they're going to make the weapons part of like the last part yeah. of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, I was hoping for at least one because there's enough of them, and they're making so many of these fucking godforsaken games. You can spread that shit out a little bit. You know, you did, we didn't need like all three weapons or whatever in one in one blow. Uh, I was also interested in, you know, how are they going to tackle the the world map? Because we're leaving Midgard now in this one. And I wanted to know, are they doing a world map at all? And and, and what does it look mm-hmm. like? And it seems like it's not like, you know, they're not going the route they did originally. It's going to be region by region. You're going to have a world map, but it's not, it doesn't look like you're doing it like the way that you used to. You're not like, for example, using the airship per se, or chocobos to run around the open map and, and whatnot. It's going to be like a regional thing, select. There are chocobos. They had a black one climbing up a fucking mountain, like Skyrim horse style. So that's still a fucking thing. Now, does that mean there's chocobo breeding? Uh, there's chocobo racing, of course, like in the Gold Saucer. But I don't know how in-depth that's going to be. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But they did show a ton of fucking mini games, Like, almost too many. Like... Like, pump the brakes. Like, there was already a lot of mini games going on. We're like, adding this just looks like a fucking, like, Wii Sports compilation at this point. There's just so many fucking mini games in it. Uh, but nevertheless, it's coming out soon. Uh, I hope, I hope that, you know, I can like it a little bit more. I can't believe I'm gonna spend money on this fucking thing. By the time this is done, we probably, we talked last week about how much games are, are starting to cost now. By the time the last one comes out, games are gonna be like fucking $300 pop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna be crazy it's gonna be crazy i know you didn't i i know you said you were considering playing it but i think you said you were wait, gonna wait until all of them were out and you were 43 years old yes. and then buy the yes. compilation the whole, the whole thing. yes that's what i'm doing because my son will be of age where we'll be able that's to enjoy true. the games together which is you know fucking I mean? wild to think about that's gonna take so long yeah. for this fucking series I mean, of games to be done he's gonna be he's gonna be five in a week and a half by the time these are all done, he's probably going to be at least 10 or 11, right? Like, oh, oh I mean, probably it, older. He might be 12, 13. If it's and the that's cadence, when I, yeah, that's when I experienced Final Fantasy 7, right? Right around that age, like 12, 13, 13, 14 years old. So, uh, yeah, PlayStation I'm, I'm 7. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. Launch title for PlayStation 7, the compilation remastered just in yep. time. For uh, for uh, a little father-son expedition into the wide world of bastardized Final Fantasy VII stories. Uh, yep. <laughs> Smitty I'm played. Ready. So, so Smitty, uh, Smitty was sick here recently. He never gets fucking sick, like, ever. I think he's had three colds in his whole fucking life. But he, fi- he got sick, and he was in my chat, you know, at home, because he couldn't work. And he was like, you know, I'm looking for something. He was looking for something to do. And he just bought a new home not long ago. Like I mentioned this like several podcasts back. And so if he's not working, he's been renovating. So he didn't even plug his computer in until like literally fucking like last week. The computer just sitting in the corner of his fucking house. He didn't even turn the computer on for fucking months at a time. So he sits down. He goes, what am I going to play? And I was like, I honestly don't know. He said, fuck it. I'm going to try Final Fantasy VII. I said, God fucking speed. Please let me know how you feel about it. So he got in and he was in chat and he was like relaying his experience as he's playing the game. He got about, oh my God. He got about six hours in and turned the game off and said, nah, I'm good. Never. He's not going to, he's not even going to fucking finish it. Uh... He said for a couple reasons. One, he said he just he just didn't really like what they were doing with the story. But two, he said he can't imagine an entire 80 hours of being in Midgar. He said that's literally the least favorite part 
of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. He said, the only reason I'm not playing the original right now is because I know I'm going to have to fucking get out of Midgar. And that's it. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I said to him, yeah, that's, the game. it is, like, by Miles. And so when they came yeah. out with the, the remake and said the whole game happens there, I said, word? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's the shittiest part of the whole fucking game. You stretch that bitch out for 80 hours? Fuck! Damn. Okay, all right. Sure, why not? So, yeah, he yeah. gave up. So, anyway, I'll see how it goes. I'll probably be dumb enough to fucking buy it when the time comes, and, uh, and then oh, we'll see how it is. Oh, you will. That's, that's guaranteed you're going to play. It's more because I know that my my community wants to see me like suffer, like so they will be it will be for their entertainment. Like if I was just on my own and I was like, hey, do I want to play Persona Three Reloaded or do I want to play no. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth? It ain't gonna be fucking Rebirth if I yeah, had no. my you know if I was playing for myself. But uh, nevertheless, we'll we'll give it a we'll give it a go. Uh and speaking of that, the last pit uh, the last bit sorry of. Quick news this week is Atlas has another hit on their hands with that game, Persona 3 Reloaded. Uh, it's the remake of Persona 3. It's the last of the modern Personas. So there's, you know, 3, 4, and 5 um, that have now been all released multi-platform. And it's been the fastest selling game in the history of the company. They're selling Damn. buckets of them. Yeah, so they're doing very well with it. And uh, the power of multi-platform. Uh, and now there is rumor that they're going to do Persona 2 in a similar fashion as they've done with, uh, with three. And, uh, and then after that persona four, uh, as well. And I think they're just going to keep selling. I'm not sure about two, two is reaching back. They're going to like two is kind of like the equivalent of like, um, almost the equivalent of Bethesda going back and, and redoing Daggerfall. Like what mm. came before Morrowind, like Morrowind would be like persona three. And then Daggerfall would be like persona two. And, you know, that's a lot like going like going back to Daggerfall for most people, even if you modernized it would be fucking heavy. And so yeah. I'm interested to see if they do go that route, you know, how that turns out. But Persona 4 will sell like fucking hotcakes if they actually redo it and make it look like five. It will be pretty insane. Um, but again, just like with, you know, Kai being a teenager, he'll also be a teenager by the time that comes around. And so, yep, we'll <laughs> just wait and wait it out for that one. Uh, and that's it, which means it's time for Mr. Black to give us a little bit of a sellout. Tell the fine folks at home that they can support the podcast and support our one and only sponsor. Yeah, uh, we got patreon.com slash lag TV. If you guys are interested in supporting the podcast directly, you can go over there and throw some money at the screen. If not, that's okay, too. You can go check out our sponsor, NordVPN. Uh, link will be in the description of the YouTube video. If you're watching this on uh, RSS feeds or stream, you can go to www.nordvpn.com slash OTT. Promo code should already be put right in there, so you don't even need to do it. In case you don't see it, it is OTT. Uh, when you use that code uh, and you get it to your subscription, you get four extra months plus. Uh, what else is there? There is something else. Well, you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. Of course. You get that. So if you don't like the service for whatever reason, you get your money back, no questions asked. Uh, you can use up to six simultaneous devices. You can stay safe, stay anonymous on the internet, watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Uh, plus, you support us. You support the sponsor and yourself to have anonymity while you are on the internet. Guys, it's 2024. One in three households have a VPN you should as well. I use mine every, just about every day, like six times, six times a week, minimal. 
I'm on that. Whether you want to, like God, you take one day for rest. Like, what's the seventh day? I mean, you know, sometimes you need to take a rest when you. <laughs> the seventh day, you wake up, you're like, you know what? Uh, disable. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, uh, we'll fucking we'll, well, we'll risk it today. <laughs> yeah, you know, six days a week, I'm using mine. All right. Uh, even my dad uses it, so it's super easy to use. It's it is quite literally the click of a button. There's no programming needed, no coding, none of that. Super easy to use. Um, yeah, you can, uh, you know, you, it, it, there's a wide range of stuff, and you can use it on your Mac, your PC, your laptop, your iPhone, your Android, uh, your smart TV. You can hook it directly up to your router. Uh, it's got it's got an app virtually for everything, guys. So make sure you go check them out. Uh, that's NordVPN. Link will be in the description below. Beautiful. And now it's time for movies and TV. Jim Carrey. Remember when he said he was done with movies? Yeah, that didn't happen. He really likes money, like most people. And so when he's offered tens of millions, he's going to take the money. You take it. Yep. Uh, Jim Carrey clearly getting paid copious amounts of money as he uh, is set to return as Dr. Robotnik for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. That mm. series. Now, when we first saw the original movie, like, trailer come out and the, and the feet and everything and people were losing their mind and then they had, like, fans basically save that movie and redo the yep. whole fucking, like, the whole shtick. And now, who would have, now, who seriously, back then, would have been able to look into the future and go, yeah, this is going for three minimum. Jim's coming back for all three. It's going to be this major fucking franchise. Like, who, nobody saw this shit nobody. coming. Nobody. Nobody. Had this on their bingo card. But you know what? I'm here for it. I love that it's working. It's about the only thing that's working for Sega right now. Because it ain't games, for the most part. Except for maybe, like, Yakuza, maybe. That's about it. Everything else is just hits up. I wonder how much money money they're paying him. It's got to be a lot, right? Because you know Jim Carrey don't give a fuck. So he's probably like, yo, I'll do it. But, like, you're going to pay me, like, $20 million to do it. I mean, you know, he, he would have, whatever it was, it was enough to get him to stop talking in the third person just long enough to do a fucking movie. So, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it was, you know, Jim, as Jim Carrey doesn't exist, I am but a vessel that paints pictures of politicians in compromised positions. And now I've got long hair. I don't know. That's, that's Jim Carrey. Um... I don't know why he sounds like that. Like a coked out fucking, I don't know what the hell it'll be, but he could very well be for all I know. Uh, and then other than that, sadly, on a more sad note, we lost Carl Weathers this week at 76 years of age. That one yep. stung. People were hoping to yep. see him in some more Star Wars stuff because he was like set, you know, set to do some more of that. Uh, and, uh, so that was a, that was a, a, a big loss. Obviously, you know, uh, Sly had a big, you know, a big post that he did, you know, video that he did uh for that and so did uh, Arnold you know probably the two most prominent guys that he worked with back in the uh back in the 80s uh yep. and 90s <clears throat> and uh and yeah i mean you know he was he was in that action hero age everyone had nothing but good things to say about the guy as per usual uh and uh and just a hell of a fucking athlete like you watch him and he was a good actor i mean like he uh, like not to say he wasn't a, a, a good actor because he was a, a solid actor you think about his roles in the rocky movies rocky was you know uh, his role in the rocky movies were uh were very well done and to keep up with stallone who was absolutely fucking out of his goddamn mind um 
says a lot uh, about him for sure. And so, and at the end, I mean, we also, Carl, if anything, blessed us with one of the greatest reaction memes of all time, which is the Predator, him and Arnold, you son of a bitch. And the handshake and the fucking two biggest guns in fucking Hollywood at the time. Uh, one of the funniest fucking shots in all of film. Just like, imagine the cameraman sitting there. He's like, all right, so they're going to shake hands in manly fashion. And I need you to just zoom in on those biceps. You got it? And like, absolutely. <laughs> just fucking zoom in on that shit. That's just fucking hilarious. So anyway, yeah, there you have it. Unfortunately, you know, sad to see him uh, uh, to to go. Seventy six is old, but it's still you know today it doesn't feel old, old enough. Man. No, you know, my dad's seventy two. It makes me feel fucking like it gives my dad mortality when these people start to fucking yeah. you know keel over. And you know, the only thing saving it is that you know I'm I'm blessed. Dad's as healthy as a fucking ox. He's out there shoveling the driveway and doing renovations on the house all by himself. And he's out there moving. We were both shoveling the end of the driveway and the snowplow came through together. And I was going at pace the whole fucking time. And he, he, he was literally the whole fucking way. Didn't stop to breathe. Just went. And I was like, and I, I, I was out of breath. And he was like, ah, ah. It's like, Jesus. So I don't have to worry too much, which is, which is a, a blessing. But nevertheless, there you go. Uh, other than that, I don't have much for movies and TV this week. We continue to be in a bit of a lull. I don't know if you're watching anything new and exciting over there. You said that you were possibly going to try to dive back into the world of dumpster fire television. In the I not did. Too we, distant. Watched, we watched a little bit of dumpster fire. Uh, okay. We watched the, the Netflix show called The Trust. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so Em and I saw that, and Em actually, in the back of my mind, I went, I almost want to watch this. I didn't say that out loud. Pretty, it was pretty em good. immediately said, No. I didn't even say anything oh, out loud. Wow. Like we were on the we were on the preview, and she was like, "Nah, I can't. I, that's it, a, this just too much." Well, it's not a it's not a dating show. So like you know, it, it's it there, there's it's not like a you know teeny bopper stuff. It there's a, just yeah, a yeah. lot. There's a lot of temptation and a lot of backstabbing <laughs> and a lot of like. It was actually really good. There's a there's some like really like um, people that you root against, but then there's a couple that you're like really rooting for. And uh, the concept of the show is really is is pretty good. It's basically like the mole. Um, did you guys end up watching that? The mole. The mole. No, we never ended up doing. We never oh, ended up okay. watching that. I am. We haven't I'm watched like fucking anything. In in all yeah, honesty, no, neither have we. We've, we've we've been playing a lot of Nintendo Switch. Like we're both laying in bed playing Switch. But oh, I've been streaming so much that the last week I just don't want to play video games. I, I was like, I got to do something else. That's fair. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just put on the TV and that's what we watch. So it's okay. It's like a seven out of ten. Um, hmm. It had its moments, though. It was pretty entertaining. Um, you know, it's just a lot of drama, and uh, I like that. So I just, you know, have some edibles, sit down, eat some snacks, <laughs> laugh my ass off, go to sleep. The uh, speaking of of dumpster fire TV, I I saw a post. It's it's an old post, but it was a Reddit post about an idea for one of these dumpster fire reality TV shows. And the idea, I might fuck it up a bit, so I'm gonna try to do it justice. But here's the idea. So the idea is you get like, you know, rent a mansion, typical rent a mansion. You're going to fill it full of people, but they're all going to be dudes. Okay. And the idea is that it's like 20, it's like 19 gay dudes, one straight guy. All right. And then the name of the game is they have to get through all these weeks. You'll have challenges and all the usual, you know, fuckery and all that stuff. Almost like a big brother situation. But each week they've got to nominate who they think is the straight dude. And if they fuck up, 
they keep going and going. And at the very end of the show, if the straight guy is one of the two remaining guys, he wins a million bucks. And if they, and if they, but if they out the, if they out the straight guy, then all the guys remaining split the money. Wow. Okay. But here's the kicker. They're all straight. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? They're just told 19 of you are gay. One of you is straight. All of them are straight. They all think they're the one fucking, the one fucking straight dude. Where did you read this at? What? That was under, that's a Reddit pitch. Ain't that in that? Well, I would watch the fuck out of that. Are you serious? They all they all think oh. that they're in a house full of nineteen oh other like gay God. dudes, and they're all trying to suss each other out. <laughs> Everyone's gaydar is fucking gone. Go- <laughs> everybody, everybody would be thinking, "I'm the straight guy." You know? Yes. I, I cannot I'm, let. I'm I'm that guy, and they're saying, "No, dude, I'm dude." I like pussy. I love pussy. And Everybody's nobody believes anyone. Nobody believes anybody because they think they're the only person that's straight. Yes. Wow. Tell me that what wouldn't make. Wrong? Tell me what that wouldn't make for fucking fire show? television. I'd watch the shit out oh of that. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what'd be more cringe. I don't know what'd be more cringe. Everybody acting like the <laughs> Imagine if someone just choose to act gay for like just just to well, fucking throw people oh, 100%, off. hundred percent a hundred percent they would. It'd almost be offensive, bro. It'd almost be like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Oh, wow. uh, what a! Uh, yeah, anyway, I just just a random post I saw. I'd watch, I'd watch the fuck out of that. That'd be funny as hell to me. I just, uh, it was like, like I was reading it. I was like, okay, this is, you know, why this got so many upvotes? You know, this concept is kind of fucking whatever. It's like, yeah, I can see it working. And then that last, the last line, but they're all straight. I went, oh, oh, okay. the M. Night Shyamalan twist. Okay, wow. okay, and they wow. all don't know it. They all think that they're the only straight guy. That's <laughs> What a ridiculous show, dude. Like, I mean, that's the. But, like, think about all the shit that we've been watching and tell me that's any, that, that's any more ridiculous than some of the concepts that we've been Suppose. I mean, the worst, the worst ever is the MILF Manor. I mean, it, it actually oh my God, doesn't dude. get any worse. It doesn't actually get any worse than that. No. That one yeah. was fucked I'm up. Actually, that one, that actually, that I'm, was just actually fucked up. That one, that one's fucking weird. I'm actually going to see if they're going to do a mil- I'm I'm googling this right now to see if No they're shot they're do doing another one. season. No shot. They, they can't they literally can't be. There's no way. There's not a chance. Doesn't it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Yeah, no. It got rated a 3.5 on IMDb. I mean that that show is a disaster. <laughs> disaster. <laughs> You know, for those who don't know, for those yeah, who don't yeah, know, fill, MILF fill in, yeah, fill them in on okay. what MILF Manor. Even though it sounds self-explanatory, give them the rundown and then give them okay. the plot twist that they dropped like fucking three or four episodes deep. All right, so so <laughs> this is this is MILF Manor. All right, it's a TLC show where a bunch of middle middle-aged and older women. So we'll say I think They're like the forty forty. Oh uh, no, the, the youngest one was was in their. They're early to mid forties, but the majority okay. were in their fifties. Oh, say. okay, okay, okay. Right. So let's just say middle-aged women, right? You know, kind of. You know, some of them probably hit menopause, if not already there. Well, right? at fifty, they've been done. They've been done that they've, menopause. Yeah, they've been done. They've been done there, done that. <laughs> been there, done that. They all go to an island, on a to a mansion, 
most of them are divorced. Um, you know, they've, they've seen some shit and they're looking for somebody younger. You know, they, they, they're, they're, they're cougars. They're thirsty. They want to feel, most of them are made too, right? Like they're financially independent. Like kind of, some of them are, some of them them got like divorced and like, you know, took, took hubby's money or, you know, some of them are successful women, you know, got good, good backgrounds, have their own money, stuff like that. But, um, (laughs) they all go to this Island, this mansion, all older women. Uh, and they get put on this island with a whole bunch of young single dudes, all under the age 30, right? So we're talking 20 years old all the way to, I think the oldest was 28, 28. The, the plot twist is all of the dudes on the show are all of the women's sons. So you're on this, you're on this island in this mansion. And all these young dudes are all of the the children of the women. Which they didn't know until they paraded the guys out. They had no idea that it was their sons. They're blindfolded. They got these, they got these boys all touching up on, or they're touching all up on the boys. (laughs) And they're like, Ooh, I like this. They take off the blindfolds and it's just like, Oh my God, there's my son. And now all the boys are mad at the other boys because they're trying to fuck their moms. And then the moms are being protective of their sons because they feel like the women are taking advantage of their sons, but they, but they all wanted to go there to get packed by young bucks. But it turns out the bucks are actually little calves that are the, the offspring of the women. It's fucked. The show's fucked. The show is fucked. And it's a bunch of weirdo fucks too. Like well, some have weird to be. shit goes on. Some weird shit. Now imagine, if you will, reverse the genders. No. <laughs> Can you imagine all old dudes with all these oh. young... Which, in society, is the more common of the two scenarios. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, making a TV show on that and having uh, these, like, older men gawking it, at these, like, 20-year-old women. It, it never, it would never get fucking and greenlit. it's their daughters? No. It's their daughters? Bro, people would die. <laughs> Can you imagine being a dad and seeing another grown man, 50, 55 years old, saying, man, There'd I want to fucking go. There'd be fucking murders. It'd, it'd be over. <laughs> I mean, it would be over, dude. I mean, as soon as they took the blindfold off, they'd be like, nope, you're going home. Yeah, no. Go. Go now. (laughs) No. Uh, It'd be bad. Be very bad. Oh, my God. But anyway, other than that, I guess that's that's about it. There wasn't really much else that I spotted. Uh, We're waiting. Dune, did you buy uh, your Dune 2 tickets ahead of time, or are you just going to go whenever? No, I'm just going to go. I'll I'll, I'll get them. Yeah, yeah. I'll just go whenever. It's coming out, what, next month? Next month? I, th- I think so. It's in the next few weeks. I don't know if it's early, early next month or what. It's 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 coming up. I can't remember when it is exactly. To be honest with you. <clears throat> uh, February 29th. Yeah, so it's the end of the month. Yeah, end of the month. There you go. There you go. And with that, it's time to move on to X support. Patreon.com slash lag TV is the place to go, as uh, Mr. Black mentioned before. If you want to financially support this podcast for $5 or more a month, you get a couple of things. But chiefly, you get to ask us some questions on a post that I put on the Patreon page for the podcast each week called Tech Support. You ask us the questions, we give you the answers in the time 
that we have. Now, if the Patreon app could stop being so shite, it would make my life so much easier. Let me just reload the whole... Patreon, if you're listening to this, I want two things. One, go fuck yourself. Two, stop reinventing your app and the website every two weeks and somehow making it worse. Like, if you're going to change, at least fucking improve it, but Jesus... I had to just restart the whole app to refresh the comment section because there's no other way to refresh for new content on the app. Like, what are you doing? Stop. Please. Anyway, moving on. What do we got for questions? Let me see here. Stephen Hopkins. Oh, Stephen. Stephen's been spending an awful lot of time on the uh, internet watching a bunch of podcasts. Stephen asks, does body count hmm. matter, Mr. Black? Yes. Yes. It does. Anyone who says no is patently fucking lying to you for some weird fucking reason. Yes, of course it matters. And there's there's several, it might be the answer as to why it matters is going to be different for everyone. Or, but I mean, obviously it'll be shared reasons, but there, nobody is ever going to sit there and go, nah, I don't care how many bodies they've been, they've been through. I mean, there are some people, I mean, there are some people that, that feel that way, but usually they're, Mm, how do I say this? They're people. They're people. <laughs> yes, body body count one hundred percent fucking matters. Um, I mean, do you? I mean, do you? If you, if you were to meet somebody, right? Hypothetically, Adam, say yeah. you know you're you're locked up. You're getting married soon. Yeah, I've been married for fucking. It'll be a decade in Sept or October. But say you were single. Mm-hmm. And you're on one of these apps, or you meet somebody at a, I don't know, the grocery store. Mm. Let's go with the grocery store. Mm. You're in line. You're talking to this this girl. She drops something on the ground. You go to pick it up. Saying, oh, hey, here you go. You guys lock eyes. Person in front of you has got, like, two full shopping carts. So you know you're going to be there for a minute. Mm. And then all of a sudden, she goes, man, a lot of snow out there, huh? crazy you're like yeah yeah it's a lot of snow out there we are in nova scotia we're immediately talking about the weather yes talking about the weather (laughs) small talk and then uh you know you just can't help yourself you just feel compelled you look down at her hand you notice she's not wearing a ring Mm. she's got no kids around she looks good she seems sweet next thing you know you go hey you want to grab a coffee oh okay yeah we'll grab a coffee you go grab a coffee at Tim Hortons, another Canadian thing to do. Of course. You're sitting down and um you just get you just started talking. And next thing you know it, she goes, Hey, I just want to get something out of the way. I don't know if this is, you know, non-negotiable or not, but I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste mine. I've had well over 50 partners. I just I'm ready to I'm ready to slow down. I've went through that. You know, I've been tested. I'm good. I don't have any, you know, you don't have to worry about that, but I just want to be upfront and honest with you. I have a bit of a history. I have a bit of a past. Um, how do you feel about that? What would your answer be? Would it be like, hey, this is the last coffee we're having together? Or is it, eh, no, uh, you know what? It's okay. 
It's all right. What, mm. what, what would you say? And you don't know anything over, about this person. Over you don't 50? Know you're, over 50. Yeah, 50. Okay, so over 50, and this is the first date, first coffee. This it's not even a date. date. It's like a coffee. But it's a coffee. It's a coffee. It's a, it's a hey, I'm getting to know you. So we she's have, being we, up front and honest, right? We're, she's saying, we're, hey. we're in the middle of 20 questions right now is what you're telling me. Like yeah. the, the, the yeah. first time you're trying to come up with what you want to talk about, and, and they decide to be honest and up front. Well, I'm going to yeah. say, I, I, uh, this is what I'd probably say. In all honesty, I'd say I appreciate the honesty. Um, but it's going to be a no for me, dog. There you go. It, I'd do the same thing. I appreciate the honesty. I think it's a- admirable to do that shit because I'm sure they know that for some people, north of 50 is, I mean, we're getting up there. Um, and so, you know, that's... That's just going to be, you know, for me, uh, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't need you to be fucking, I don't need you to be a virgin. No, but I, I bought 50, not. 50 plus. That's a lot. It's a lot. Several. That's more now, than several. Now you might, yeah, you know, for me, it'd be the same thing. I'd, I, you know, it, it would be, it'd be the same thing. Now, if I was out partying and, you know, we're in a club and this girl's like, hey, I want to make you number 51. Well, and first of just, all, it's, I'm just going to keep it a buck. After 51, odds are I'm a hot dog down a hallway. Okay? This shit ain't, this shit ain't, this shit, this shit ain't hidden. Right? I'm getting in there and I'm just, I'm just feeling the breeze like my head out a car window. There's nothing fucking going yeah. on. It's just all air around all sides. And, and it ain't, it ain't going to no. be fucking, you know, you know, I, I, and, and, you know, I gotta be honest for me, you know, some people could be like, you know, it is what it is, whatever, you know, hit it and quit. It would be more like a lot of guys would probably be like, you know, all right, well, that means that she's down to fuck. So I'm a, I'm gonna be the next one. And then I'm a bounce. But like, I just feel like if she, especially if she's sitting here at this table telling me, you know, I'm past that, I'm looking to get on and do something else. I don't want to be the asshole that adds to her body count and then ditches her. It's kind of a dick fucking move. Um, And so, you know, like I said, I appreciate the honesty. I'm sure you're going to find somebody that, that doesn't mind nearly as much. I'm not saying that you're a bad person for having done it. It's just for me. I feel uncomfortable about it. And I just can't, I just can't, you know, I can't get, I, I can't fair. get past I think, it. I think that's very fair. I think, I think that's very fair. And I think for me, it would be because I'm, I would be in the stage of trying to find a partner that I'm going to like be with potentially for a long time. Right. Especially if you're, you're in your mid to late thirties and at some point you're going to want to slow down and you know, each person has non-negotiables. I would expect the same for a woman to ask me if they wanted to yeah like hey what's your body count or have you been with a lot of people may not may not be as direct and if they really wanted to know i feel like if i'm going to be sexually active with somebody then i should be upfront and honest with them about we should always be upfront especially if you got some shit going on you need to definitely yeah and and if if somebody was like, hey, that number's too high, I'm sorry, but like I I want somebody that hasn't you know that's a little bit less experienced or hasn't been, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know, like I don't like visualizing the sheer amount of inches that you know somebody may have been taking. Um, you know that thing weighs on on men's psyches. You know, 
Uh, I'm sure the same thing does with women. If you've been with a lot of women, you know, they might think, hey, this guy may not be faithful. He might be in this for a certain thing. Um, what is what 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 do you think your number would be? Where you where you would be Personally? like, no, nah, that ain't it. Yeah. Like where well, where you'd be like if if a girl was like, Hey, I've been with ten people. Yeah. I think it depends on your age, first of all. Like if I'm dating at thirty five, you know, I'm not gonna expect most people to say zero or one. You know, it's gonna it's gonna likely be more than that at thirty five. If I'm if I'm going back to my actual dating age of like twenty two through twenty five, like my peak my peak years of of dating age, and they came to me and said fifty one, I said, What's the website? Because mm. I'm just going to assume now you're just slinging shit online if you're at 51 yeah. at the age of 22. I just got to keep it a buck. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, you got a Rolodex yeah. for roll a dick at that point. Like that shit's out of control. Calm down. You know, I, I, like this ain't, this ain't a competition. You can slow down a bit. Life is a fucking, you know, marathon, not a sprint. So, but if you're 35, you know, and you told me, and you told me that you had, you know, let's say between five and 10 partners. In that is up to 35. Uh, okay. Because yeah, uh, yeah. like what I'm, I'm it's for me, it's some of it is just the, is the body count itself, but it's the implication of the body count. Right. So what it tells me is if I'm, especially if I'm 35, I'm not, when you're at 35 and you're dating, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking around anymore, especially since I'm a guy that's looking for a family. I'm, I'm speaking as if I was single right now, right? right? I'm looking for a family. So I'm looking for a serious relationship and I'm not looking to fuck around. We go out on a date. It's not like dating at 19 where you're like, you're being cutesy and fucking like you're putting on a mask. No, this shit is like yeah. fucking what's it's the an face? Interview. It's, it's, it's an fucking, interview, man. It's, it's mask like, hey, off, Molly Percocet. What do we fucking yeah. got? I need to know. Are we compatible day one? Uh, and, and so with that being said, you know, what it indicates to me, if, if I'm dating at 35 and she's between the ages of, of 30 and 35 herself, and she comes to me with a body count of 40, 50. It tells me that, you know, she's telling me that she's ready to like leave that behind or whatever, but it tells me that she's pro she's not experienced for one likely in long-term relationships. She doesn't know what the fuck that's about. She couldn't have literally if mathematically, the math ain't math and you can't know at that point, unless you were a long-term relationship for like a decade. And then you just ran a fucking train for like the next, yeah. the next calendar year, the math ain't yeah. fucking math in there. Right. So for yeah. me, if I'm looking for a family, I'm looking to be serious and somebody comes to me with that body count. It's not that I think that they're lying. It's just that I'm not going to want to take a gamble on that where I'm yeah. suddenly going to be the yeah. one where yeah. the switch turns off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's you're, how you're, I, would, I would look at you're it. You're just wait. You're weighing the odds. It's like, okay, well, you know, even if, you know, maybe there is a chance that we date for six months or a year and now that's six months or a year gone and I'm, you know, it, now it is 36. what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the same way. I would say, I would say this for me, for body count, I don't think it would matter as much if we're just hooking up. Um, I think it would still like there, there is, there is a number and I think it would depend on the person, the situation. Um. But I think for a compatible partner, like a life partner, um, there, there, there is a number that would be like, eh. For me, if, if a woman was like, hey, I've got 10, 15 partners and you're, you know, 35 years old, like, I get it, man. Like, we were young at some point. You have fun. You experiment. You, you, you live your life. You know, you're, you know, you, you do all those things. Okay, cool. But when we're getting to like, you know, 50, 30, 40, I mean, at that point, it's just, I'm just going to say it. 
it's it's just a turnoff. It's yeah. like it's just it's, it's like just smoking you at that off. point. It's like smoking at that point. It's like yeah. you know when when, when a woman dick. has yeah when when a woman has a considerable more partners than I do, and you know I know I know what it's what it's like, and I'm not saying that women can't be sexually yeah. free and do what they want. It just means that we're personally just not compatible at that at that level. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't. I don't think anything less of you. It's not like, you know, it's not like I, I'm like, oh, that's that's trashy. You're not going to hear me say those things. But it's just like, no, at this age, dude, if I'm 22 year old young buck, dick is hard all the time. And you told me that you've already been with 20 people. I'm fucking I'm fucking. But, you know, at the fucking 35 years old. No, man, I'm we're probably. I, I, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not there yet. I, I'm, I'm beyond those things. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just priorities change. So, you know, that's the answer to that question there. Um, it does matter, but I think yeah. everything's situational and there are men and women out there that don't give a fuck. They don't care. You want to be with a hundred people, you're a hundred people. As long as you're upfront and honest, you've been tested. Everything is good. Then, Hey, have your fun. I mean, you have Everybody's 50 partners, different. you're rocking some shit in the sheets. You know, I that's some expectation. If I'm going to say yes, I, that shit's predicated on the fact that I'm imagining I'm about to get my shit fucking blown off at that point. Mm. You know, this ain't this ain't like I had three partners and I forget how to fucking do half of this shit. This is, I got yeah. 50 and I am a professional. Oh. Yeah. I'm about to fucking break your bed frame. Shit's going to get fucking real. You're going to see yeah. shit you've never seen before. It's going to be wild yeah. at that point. Yeah. Well, not only that, it can be intimidating. Like say, say you're, say you're a guy, right? You haven't been with many women. Say you've been with two or three women in your life. And then you're with a woman that's been with 15 to 20 partners. That's intimidating. Yeah. Because yeah. now, because now it, performance or if you're anxiety, male, exactly. <laughs> if, especially if you're a male and you're a virgin or you've been with a high school sweetheart and then you yeah, broke yeah. up and now you're back in the dating world, that's intimidating as fuck. Like you might that not was, even get your dick hard. That was literally me at 25. Like, I was with Natalie yeah. from the age of 17 until I was 24, 25 years old. High school sweethearts. That was the show. Second girlfriend, way more experience. Same thing. And I, I can tell you right now, yeah, it's it's you're going in, you're like, uh fuck. Yeah. Um, like, am I hitting this right? Like what, like what this, did what, you know, did, what? <laughs> what did number 17 do? Like, yeah. was that some young black buck that just went balls deep on you and i'm like i'm giving you everything i got and you looking back and going where's the rest like i don't know like what are you yeah. thinking i mean have you not seen drake's meat on the internet you know what i'm saying like there's bucks out there bro shit's crazy I mean, you know hey i haven't seen it thankfully i like everyone told dudes, me that it happened and i thankfully haven't seen dudes, it yet some dudes think like this you know what i mean and uh, and guys you know uh, you know, some guys, some guys overthink, some guys have extreme confidence and other dudes don't. It's true. It's the way it is. It's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zonix, Jeff, what martial art would you like to put, uh, get Kai into? And Adam, would you put your future kid into martial arts? Mm, I think only, like only if they're interested think, in it, really. Oh, exactly. Only if they're interested. I think just like a basic bit of self-defense could go a long way. It doesn't mean that they need to like study jujitsu or, you know, be a fucking judo uh, no. martial artist or, a, yeah, yeah. you know, even a boxer, you know, just some 
some small amount of training for a few months, learn proper form, learn how to defend yourself uh, and things that happen in certain situations just to be prepared. But I wouldn't push any type of real discipline on my son unless he he showed a level of interest in in uh, physical you know combat. Um, yeah, so that, that's about as far as I would go. I, yeah. I, I will I will force him to play a sport and play an instrument um, at least until he's old enough to uh, make the decision if he wants to do it for himself or not. And I, I, and I think that that just, uh, just creates discipline and, and, and uh, uh, gives you something to focus on. And of course he can pick the sport. He can pick the instrument. He's a little bit young for the instrument now, but he plays sports. I think he wants to try out hockey. He wants to try out baseball. He played soccer last year, wherever you want to go, you do it. Cause it creates team, uh, you know, you learn to play with other kids. You learn how to take losses. Um, you know, there's a lot of lessons that can be, you know, taught outside of just the actual sport. Uh, but when it comes to like fighting or combat, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to raise like the next fucking John Jones or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm, what, where I'm at is, is like, if I do it at all, it will probably be, be it'll probably be because they show some interest in it. Um, to, or some, you know, to some degree. Otherwise, otherwise, the thing to teach your kids is don't get in a fight in the fucking first place. And like a lot of some people would be like, well, you can't always account for everything, and you, you know, there's going to be a day where maybe you have to actually be in a fight, or somebody comes after you, and, and whatnot. And and the thing to say about that is, is that even if you know how to fight, and that event does come up, like at some point in your in your schooling, the thing is still to just fucking run the fuck Believe, away. Yeah. And yeah. if you can't, even if you know what you're doing, like the, the number of variables at play there, you could, you could have had like your kid in, in fucking like Brazilian jujitsu and fucking round that bitch out with some boxing and American wrestling. And that kid is going to end up being picked on. If, if, if this is school age, usually it's somebody who is bigger and older because very rarely is somebody bullying the fuck out of you physically who is the same size or smaller than you are. It's not very fucking common. And if they are smaller, it's probably because they've got four other people around them and they're all going to jump at the same time. And it doesn't matter how fucking Gracie jujitsu out of your mind you are, you're probably going to fucking, if you can't get away from running... You're getting your shit kicked in. Outside of knowing how to protect yourself... And just, and if you get to the ground, fetal position and just fucking, like, just fucking, you know, get out of there. Don't try to be, the, you ain't fucking Rambo. Calm down. Yeah. Get out of that, like, if you manage to somehow get yourself in that position, which typically means you've done something stupid to fucking begin with, like, nine times out of ten. Rarely is your kid getting in a fight because they didn't do something that they probably shouldn't have fucking done then you're probably just going to fucking take it anyway. I mean, really. And if you teach... My, my problem is, is that when... At least from my experience going to school, is that outside of Crimp, who was black belt in karate, outside of him, everyone else that I knew of in school, friend or otherwise, that were in some form of martial art as a good defense thing, most of them didn't use it for defense. They were like... They thought they were king shit and went looking for shit, looking for trouble. Like you, you like it. Sometimes, like, a lot of times, it has the opposite effect. Like if your kid isn't disciplined, and then you give them something like that, it's they just yeah. You're causing you know you're looking you know you give them more confidence than maybe they should fucking have, and uh, so it's a fine line to fucking walk at that point. So for me, it's like, are you interested in it? Yes, great. 
fucking away you go. You know, I'll, I'll back you on it. But generally speaking, it's just general shit. Teach your fucking kid how to, how to first of all, ingrain it in their brain to run as a first th- every time. Run. Yeah. Step one. Step two, if you can't run, don't be the second to punch. Be the first to punch. Don't worry about unwritten rules. It's a street fight. It's a street this, fight, man. This ain't, there this ain't no gentlemen's fucking boxing. No. no. You, you punch first. Teach them how to punch. Most fights start and end on their feet. This ain't, that's why, like, when people talk about, you know, oh, I've watched UFC, I'm gonna fucking take jujitsu, and then, and then if it's a street fight, I'm gonna go to the ground. The last place on earth that you wanna be other than North fucking Korea is on the ground in a street fight. Those are the two worst places you could be. North Korea prison camp and on the ground in a street fight. And so being, you know, putting your kid in a martial art where the first inclination is lay on your back and say, come to me so I can triangle your shit is a terrible idea. Most fights literally start and stop on your feet. Somebody knows how to punch. The other person doesn't. Maybe there are two people that both, both don't know how to punch, but one person lands anyway, and that's the whole fucking fight. How many times in high school or other fights you see, it's two kids, they both have the most fucked up weird stances you've ever seen in your life, everyone throws haymakers, and one person magically lands, and it's a clap, yeah. and the fight's basically fucking over. And that, like, that's... You can't, like, just run, know how to throw a punch, be the first to punch if you absolutely fucking have to, and if you do land one and stun them, run again! Don't just, like, don't be in the fight! Get the fuck out! And if you get in a real bad position, literally everything to the fucking nuts. Like Bass Rudin, that meme video online, bang, bang, bang! Kick him in the fucking balls. Punch him in the balls. Grab their shit. You're a dude. You know, I'm assuming this is for a guy. But grab their shit. Don't worry about being gay. Literally fucking squeeze their testicles. Watch how fast they get the fuck out of there. They'll be like, oh, fuck, the <laughs> fuck. They'll get the fuck out. This is a street fight. Be serious. Also, if you're inside, grab a chair, create distance, and then get the fuck away. Run. Again, you notice, you notice the theme here. It doesn't Run. involve 10 grand a year in fucking karate lessons. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking... It's a, it's a fucking... It's a chair, a kick to the nuts, and get the fuck out. That's what it is. And some cardio. Run. Lots of cardio, yes. In all seriousness, if I only had to choose one, it's boxing. For the very reason that almost all fights in street fights start and end on your feet. Yeah. And so if you know how to move on your feet and use your hands and block punches, you're going to win... 99% of the time, especially if there's multiple people, because you know how to work angles and you can get into a position where you can run. Whereas if you're a grappler, you're putting yourself in fucking weird positions and then you're just going to get jumped by like fucking five guys. And it's, it's a bad time. Dr. Samurai, is there a world where Stormgate kills the technical podcast? No, why in the fuck would it do that? No. No. Did Starcraft kill it? No. What the fuck is What the fuck is this? I don't even know if I want to s- I feel like if I say these three names out loud, it's like looking at a mirror at, at midnight saying Bloody Mary three times in a fucking mirror. It's like I'm gonna conjure some sort of fucking demon just by saying these three names. Jubinator asks, fuck Mary Kill. Alright, we ready for this? 
Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro. I just conjured a demon somewhere. Some crazy shit is happening right now. The, the, the seventh plane of hell just fucking opened up. Beelzebub uh, has set foot on Earth. Damn, bro. I mean... <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I think I'm fucking Andrew Tate. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think I'm marrying Ben Shapiro. Oh, for the and money? I think I'm killing Jordan Peterson. <laughs> and you know what? Because I just, there's no way I'm fucking Jordan. And there's no way I'm marrying that guy. No. It would be way too much, dude. Yeah. yeah I mean, God damn. To be fair, Ben's um, not really dramatically different. They're just two different shades of like the same fucking thing. It's just like, who can you tolerate? Who can you tolerate more? I feel like you could bully Ben more easily than you could bully Jordan. So like if you're in if you were, you know, in in the heat of it, you know, I feel like you could bully Ben a little bit more easily. But yeah, I guess I have the same answer. I don't fucking know. I the, I find them all to be pretty fucking know, maybe, weird. Yeah, it's just like I wouldn't <laughs> want to marry Andrew Tate because like Ben's got a bunch of money. They all got money, right? They all got so money. Oh yeah. You want it for the money. No. Um, you know, but yeah. Ben Shapiro is slightly more socially acceptable than Andrew Tate. That's about the only difference there. Slightly more socially acceptable uh, at that point. Um, let's see. Uh, Yano asks, uh, the Super Bowl is coming up soon. I think that's with this Sunday, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's a Sunday. It uh, any predictions for us and any plans for a watch party? Uh, I'm going to do like a watch party, but just with a few guys on Discord, probably. I'm not going to fucking like try to do some crazy... You can't see the game, but I'm live streaming it type, type of situation. That'd be fucking weird. Uh, predictions? I think Taylor Swift wins. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think there's too much hype, too much energy. Um, and it just seems like a, a world in which that would be a real story. You know? There's, there, there's, the thing. Like, there's no, there's like no there's story in this, in this fucking Super Bowl. That's what sucks about this Super Bowl. What yeah, is well, the, story? the story? Is Taylor Swift? It's it's Taylor and Swift. Travis Kelsey and Travis and Kelsey. Travis, yeah, that's it. I mean, this he goes he goes and wins the Super Bowl right now. There's going to be a documentary on his life. I mean, there's going to be a movie on his life. You know, probably meets meets the biggest pop star in the world. Like you can kind of see this rom com. You know what I'm saying? You can see this. Dwayne the Drug. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Oh shit! Dwayne Rock Johnson and Taylor Swift. Wow, Scarlett Johansson is Taylor Swift. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Taylor Swift wins the Super Bowl. You know why? Because her face is going to be on screen more than anyone else. Uh, she's gonna sell even more albums. She's smart. She just announced her new album coming out in like two months. She's of milking course. the you fuck out of it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. The only the only way that I could see it being more of a Taylor Swift show is if she was the halftime Super Bowl um artist. Could you? I'm imagine? I'm actually shocked that that didn't happen. I'm like like that's. I mean, Usher's gonna be fire. Usher's gonna be a, a pretty dope halftime show, no doubt. But I'm shocked that she wasn't the fucking halftime. It's probably because it was booked I, already. Exactly. My guess is next year she will be the halftime show. Could very well be. Yeah, that's true. 
And uh, by that time, by that time, they'll have broken up and she'll have out songs about him and she'll sing them on that stage. Oh, God. Okay. There's probably betting lines on those already, honestly. Um, Ace High asks, what kinds of people annoy you? Most of them. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be shorter for me to tell you which don't. Um, man. Yeah. But I mean, it's not even, when you say these kinds of people, I mean, it almost sounds like, uh, I'm being stereotypical or I'm being like hateful towards groups of people. It's just, for me, it's more so. No, it was like personality just, types yeah, and like shit people like that. Just annoy me in general, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm a pretty big introvert. But I'm not around people I'm comfortable with. So, you know, it's it's kind of a weird dynamic. Like, most people annoy me because I want to just be left alone. Um, but at the same time, uh, I also do like being around people. It's I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it's just, it's weird. I think people that talk too much annoy mm, me a bit. Mm. Like, too much small talk. Like, I like being able to be in a car with somebody and really and not like having nothing. to say anything. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Say, say something if it's important, but people that feel like it, you need to be saying something all the time. It's a anno that annoys me and it's awkward. And I mm. feel like I have to be performative and not just be, um, and that's just annoying to me, but I can't yeah. really think of like, you know, people in general that annoy me. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I annoy a lot of people myself, so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure everyone has the capacity to, to annoy other people. Um, I mean, man. People that are overly, uh, another thing that annoys me is people that are just overly, like, whiny and negative over mm. everything. It's mm. like, dude, you, your energy just brings me down. Yeah. You just like, you know, I understand people can get upset and they get annoyed and stuff, but like just doomsdayers that are just constantly like, oh, what if this happens or what if that happens? It's just like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, man. People that treat service workers badly. Oh, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Karen's that's one of the biggest red flags in the fucking yeah. world. For a yeah. person is how do you treat service workers? That's um, a big one. So that's how one. you treat how you treat the elderly people that yeah. treat the elderly disrespectfully. Like yeah. you're a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep. You're a piece of shit. There are some elderly people that are pieces of shit, and a lot of them are very fucking. You know, they, because they got no page, they don't care. They have they, they're not trying to impress you anymore. They're just yeah. stuck in their ways. But like you got to respect your elders, man. You have no idea what they've been through. You just got to have a little bit of empathy and grace. And if you're just like treating old people, like if you're not holding the door for the, you know, 75, 80 year old male or female that comes out of a, an establishment because you're just too busy, you're, you're a dipshit. You're just inconsiderate. Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to think of one more. There's there. So there's, <laughs> I would, I would say, I mean, the, you could, you would just, this would all just fall under 
Arrogant. I'd say arrogance. Arrogant people is a top one for me. Especially if it's like an arrogant person that, um... Yeah, I uh, know. I, I don't even need to. I don't, I don't think I need to drill down any yeah, further than that. Know. Just, just, ar yeah. just ar arrogant, arrogant uh, people are the fucking worst. And then I'll slide. I'll slide one more in here, and that's. Uh, and this is just because yesterday. I'm not even joking. Yesterday, I avoided five car accidents just driving from here to take him to work and home. Five. I believe it. Five, and I left the house like long before rush hour. Like, we're leaving here at 20 after 6 in the morning. Five fucking accidents. It's... That's, it's less than an hour on the road in total. And I, I just... The first one was an Ontario license plate. There's a lot of <laughs> Ontario transplants here. If you're from Ontario, don't take this the wrong way, but fuck Ontario people that have come here. Fuck you. You ran up all of our house prices by selling your $5 million McMansion in fucking Markham. And then you come here and you buy the house, you demolish it, you build one of the ugliest things I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. You get to the nearest Audi dealership, you buy a car. And then you go out on the road in the morning when there's snow fucking everywhere and it's shit driving conditions. And when I make a lane change... To get into the left-hand lane to go around a bus that is pulled over that can't pull over the whole way because the snow is everywhere. And I do a mirror check and a shoulder check and there is nobody there. And then I go to change lanes and all of a sudden I hear a horn being laid on as your Ontarian ass out of your goddamn McMansion bullshit in your Audi. Lays the horn on at 6.30 in the morning for like seven straight seconds as you do 95 and a 50 mm. going around me, almost running over the median so that you got two cars ahead of me and then sat in the same traffic. Two cars. Go fuck yourself and your McMansion. So that's another one. Drives me nuts. The next person, also Ontario. I don't know why they're oh all Ontario. God, Jesus Christ. Going, going, to the, going, going to the fucking Tim Hortons on Dumbrack. You've been there several times in your life. You know. And there's massive fucking arrows painted with signs on the poles. You can only drive in and around this building because this is the most busy Tim Hortons in the province. It does like $6 trillion a day in shitty coffee and donuts. All right? So they have to have arrows in one direction. If you get into the parking lot, you have to drive around. Because otherwise, you're driving into nothing but a stream of oncoming traffic and fucking everything up. And I take the corner to go in, and I can't see because there's a snowbank the size of Shaq's dick blocking the fucking big, parking lot. It's a big snowbank. Not as big as Drake's, apparently, but it's up there. And I tried to take the corner, and here comes Captain fucking Ontario that can't read road signs. Driving reverse out of the parking lot, also doing 95, except now you're in a parking lot. And I slam on my fucking brakes, and he almost ran into the next person coming out of the drive through window. Because again, you're cutting across the drive through window and entrance, which is why there are arrows! 
that point you in one direction! Fuck! So those people annoy me. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I'm just trying to get home in one piece. I can't afford my car getting hit by some fucking asshole coming out of fucking Barry or wherever the fuck you're coming from. I can't afford this shit. I don't have the patience, bro. I've been waiting. I was like, one of these mornings, somebody's gonna, it's gonna happen. I got hit in the fucking rotary once, but it was a scrape. I memorized the license plate. I phoned it in and everything. I told them the year of the truck because I knew the year of the truck. I said, it's a fucking 05 Chev. She said, word? I said, yeah, here's a license plate at the police station. She looked it up. She said, god damn, you're right. It's an 05 Chev. I said, yeah, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Asshole ran across my bumper. I said, okay, I got to go get this fucking checked out. It was like the, the, the damage was just enough to be like right at the edge of my, of my fucking premium. Or whatever the fuck it's called. The, the fucking... Um, deductible. The deductible. Yes. And so I didn't go in on it. He hit and run. Fucking ran off. Mm. It's going to one morning. Somebody, it's going to be from Ontario. I fucking promise you. Somebody's going to hit me. And I'm going to give them the biggest welcome to fucking Nova Scotia, bud. They ever fucking got in their wife. They're like fucking. <laughs> he said Nova Scotia, bud. <laughs> fucking. It's going to be fucking tarps off, bud. Fucking Donnie Brook. I'm getting out the car. I'm stripping my shirt off. I'm going at him dead, bud. Butt naked. I said, I'm waiting for this moment. Yes. Let's. Fucking go! And I'm Let's gonna go. fucking dunk their ass in the fucking in the fucking northwest arm, and they're gonna grow like seven more limbs. And I'll leave their shit in their shitty Audi and their fucking McMansion. And they're gonna go home. And they're like, oh, it's these wild East Coast people. I knew they were bad. I told you we shouldn't have moved here. Let's find one more question. <laughs> We're still going, okay. <laughs> Just one more that we're going to call it. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Blainer asks, were you fans of LEGO when you were younger? Did you also play some of the LEGO video games like LEGO Racers? Said so that was fire. LEGO Racer was fire. Yeah, I did. I did play a little bit of LEGO games. Um, and I did play with Legos when I was oh kid. shit my there's Hall sorry there's Hallie in chat right now coincidentally <laughs> you're right what up Hallie but yeah you're right it's fucking insane out here right now it's, it's nuts anyway sorry go ahead go ahead no, good. uh yeah no my son my son loves Lego he's playing it all the time and he's also purely almost playing Lego games now on uh the switch yeah you well, were mentioning so. that he was like doing the yeah. gauntlet of of Lego games yeah so yeah I like I like Lego yeah, when I was younger, I played a lot with Lego. I didn't own a lot. Like, I owned some. Dad would buy me, like, like a like a specific set once a year or something, Christmas time, and he and I would sit down and fucking, you know, build the big Lego thing or, or whatnot. The biggest one was, like, some cruise ship-ass thing. That was, it took us... Oh, my God. It took forever to fucking build it. Um, but, uh, but, you know, who, who owned all the Lego on the street was Smitty. Smitty owned every piece of Lego ever fucking crafted, and he had these two big, like, plastic, you know, those rubber-made, big-ass plastic containers. He had two or three of them stacked in the living room in the corner, and it was filled, to, all of them were filled to the brim with just random Lego. And so anything that you wanted to fucking build, you could build an actual goddamn Lego city if you really tried hard enough. You could build a livable unit 
that you could probably sell for $400,000 right now if you placed it on the fucking corner of the street, if you tried hard enough. That's how much Lego he owned. I actually remember there was like, in elementary school, I had a project I had to do on um, one of the uh, old war forts, um, uh, Louisburg, Fortress Louisburg. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so for the project, I literally, I, I built Louisburg out of Brian's Lego set there. He had so much Lego. I built a big ass fucking Fortress Louisburg and the teacher was so impressed. She left it there for like six months in the back of the classroom. It's just this multicolored fucking Fortress Louisburg in the background. And it didn't even put a dent in his fucking Lego. I was like, are you sure it's cool? She's had it there for like half a year. And he was like, no, I'm good. I've got six trillion pieces of Lego. It's okay. But yeah, he was the one who owned all the, uh. All the actual Lego, but I loved them. And the Lego games I did play. Lego Racers was fire, for sure. Um, that was on the what was the N64 Lego Racers. And then yep. and then uh there was Lego Island or whatever on the PC as well that I played a, a fair amount of. I'm pretty sure that one was bootleg though. That was like that was some jank shit when I played that. But otherwise, yeah, Lego games are good. And now all the ones like the ones Kai's been playing. They're all like really solid games. Like the, the like yeah, the, all the, the Lego like Star Wars games and all that stuff. They're all really good. So, you know, they're they're uh, they're a good time for sure. But yeah, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go and let my blood pressure drop from all the Ontarians. Uh and then we're going to cast of StarCraft. <laughs> cast of StarCraft. Uh I did have a few of my friends that live in Ontario apologize for all the people that have been coming out here because they're like, "Listen, we none of us know how to drive." It's like, oh, I know. It's okay. It's all right. To be fair, a lot of people around here didn't know how to drive, but I thought we were bad until they started no. moving here. And then I was like, yeah, no. God damn, how? How can you be so bad? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I was like, I thought we were terrible. And then, like, holy shit. Like, I know you could be, like, wild. Like, when we went to Montreal, I was like, what the fuck is everyone on here? Stop, please, God. Oh, my Jesus. But then, yeah, this has been a, a different animal. Anyway, StarCraft time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for stopping by. Good to see you all. We'll see you guys next week. That's the wrong screen. That's the right one. Uh, Until then, do us a favor. Stay safe out there. Have a good one. And peace. Peace.